Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And thank you guys once again for joining the 980s podcast hosted by yours truly, Kevin Thompson, founder and CEO of 980s Capital Group. Thank you guys for joining us. As I always say, subscribe to this channel. As I always say, go and get my book, MLB to CFP, live on Apple Books and Amazon Kindle. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can go to 980s at 9icapgroup.com. Send us your questions or go to the website, www.980scapitalgroup.com. Schedule an appointment. As you know, we're here to do what? Educate, empower, and engage. And today we're bringing on another exciting individual, CNBC contributor, Ron and Sana. We're talking those damn Yankees. We're talking inflation and we're talking the USD. Here's an interview with Ron and Sana. 10 minutes with Ron. Let's get it. We have Ron and Sana, CNBC contributor and a friend of the show. Ron, thank you for joining us today, my friend. Absolutely. Hey, uh, first and foremost, I'm glad to have you out. But but what in the hell happened to our damn Yankees? Let's just start with that real quick. I mean, I had I, I tried to watch it. I got tired of people striking out every single time. Like, what in the hell happened to our squad, man? Uh, well, it was the strikeouts. I mean, and you know, what was even more painful to me was the fact that Yankee fans booed Aaron Judge, who hit 62 home runs in a single season. I mean, you, you, it is what it is, right? You know, <laughs> everybody can have a bad series, and he had a bad series. But, look, I think at the end of the day, it, this year, it again, came down to pitching. Yeah. You know, it's just it wasn't there. Pitching, you know? defense. And I, I tried to watch the series. I tried to watch the uh, the current series with like Phillies and the Astros. No, 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 no. no. By, by the way, I, I'm not an Astros fan one no. bit, even though I'm no. in here in Texas. I just can't stand them. And I'd probably get hate mail from some of my clients. I get Look, I, I wanted to go to the Yankee game and bring a garbage can lid for every time El Tuve came up, but I, we didn't make it. We didn't make it there. <laughs> but uh, I just can't, like for me, I just can't get over the fact that guys refuse to make adjustments. I mean, right. Like, like it was the eighth inning of the Phillies game against the Astros. The lefty, the center fielder came up. They had guys on first and third with one out and you're down by one run right there. They say, put the ball in play, but yep. you, he punches out with these huge swings. I'm like, I just don't understand the game today. I just, I guess I'm, I guess I'm too well, old. I know. I think next year is going to change because the shift will be gone and, and they're going to have to go back to small ball and they're going to have to play more intelligently. I also think, the Yankees at the end of the season didn't have the horses. There were too yeah. many guys who were out. Mayhew was out. You know, they didn't really have the performances that they need. I love the kid who came up, you know, um, Cabrera. Mm -hmm. Looks like he's a future star. Yeah. But that's a lot of pressure for a kid who started late season, you know, to deliver on a consistent basis. And he did, quite frankly, in the yeah. first round. But yeah, at the end of the day, they need more consistent pitching. And, and they need a lineup that makes it through the entire season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey. At the uh, like, we don't want to become a sports show, right? This isn't one of those sports shows. So I don't mind. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I got a couple questions for you. Great CPI print today. I know the market's yep. trying to trying to rally off the back of that. I don't know why the rally, why the market wants it so badly. I know they're afraid that the that the Federal Reserve were over tightened and and cause a recession. Uh, what are your like, like? What are your impressions of today's CPI number and and the market expectations? So, you know, what's interesting is I saw 
somebody put up some great data. So if you if you take the last four months of CPI annualized, mm-hmm. by next year you're at a two point seven percent inflation rate. Bingo. <laughs> right. That's the whole thing right there. Yeah. Right. So and th- there are reasons to believe that we're not going to see much upward pressure on inflation going forward. Yeah. So the first the first relief is the Fed doesn't go 75 basis points or three quarters of a point in December. They probably go 50. We're okay. starting to hear from Fed officials that it's time to slow down the pace and reduce the size of future increases. Eventually, we're going to hear them say it's time to stop yeah. and let the lagged effect of over four percentage points of rate increases work through the economy it's already hit the real estate sector hard so you know that rents are going to come down you've already seen housing prices come down big component of cpi energies come down food will come down if we get a resolution to the war in ukraine at least for emerging market nations yeah Uh, and and we'll see you know as supply chains uh continue to improve which is already happening Mm -hmm. inflation will abate and the fed will have done its job the real question now is have they threaded the needle so that it's a soft landing or have they already done so much that we're getting a recession next year? That's the next critical question for markets. Well, historically, the Fed has always over tightened, always yep. done more than enough or more than their their fair share. So what's stopping them from doing that exact same thing? Right. Nothing. And, we're you know, again, they raise rates. So something breaks. We've seen the cryptocurrency market break meaningfully in the last 48 to 72 hours. Yeah. Don't know if that represents systemic risk. But yeah. the rest of the world's also weak. So yeah. there have been times in the past where the Fed's gone so far is that they create problems in other countries that force them to stop raising rates because the strength of the dollar is adversely affecting overseas economies, which we've already seen. Mm-hmm. Look, I think we're getting nearer the end of this process than we are in the middle of it. Yeah. And I, my guess is first three months of next year, the Fed will have completed its process. And then oh. off to the races is an open question. What really <laughs> matters is... Have they thrown us into a recession? Do corporate earnings have to come, estimates have to come down a lot? And is that the final nail in the coffin for the bear market where we get another leg down and then the Fed starts to ease and we rip to the upside and and it's a cyclical or secular bull market that starts all over again? Wow. Well, that'll be good for some of the political parties that are in session right now. I know we had a big event on, on the 7th. Uh, with the elections and everything like that. I mean, I know some people may want to wanted a different outcome and all of that. We won't get into that, but uh, you mentioned the dollar, and this is just be the last question because I know you have some you have you have things you have to do. Um, I've always have been a proponent of weak dollar. If the dollar, well, not a weak dollar proponent, but as the dollar weakens, the market's going to do better. So you're seeing that right now, the adverse effect. You're seeing the euro USD almost at parity right now. You saw the. Uh, the, the pound in the USD almost go under parity, but go back above it. And then now you're seeing the yen in the, in the USD kind of the yen trying to get, starting to get some strength. So you think, do you believe that the dollar weakness that you, that it should happen if we lower rates, could that could be, could that be a boon for markets moving forward? Absolutely. I mean, for a couple of reasons, number one, you just automatically reprice risk assets based on a weaker dollar and you reprice them higher. Number two, it takes pressure off, foreign markets so that you're not exporting inflation into other countries. Uh, and, and number three, obviously, it reflects the fact that the Fed's loosening rather than tightening or at least stopping. And that's more of an all clear signal for, for risk assets. And you see how how much rates drop today mm. on the CPI print yes. and the dollar will follow rates as it often does. So instead of being up, you know, 17 percent year to date, you know, we've already paired back a, a full percentage point and change. Uh, on the value of the dollar. Now, you don't want that to reverse too fast. 
yeah. because that has its own set of, of, of problems associated with it. But by the same token, you do want the dollar to ease up for as all the reasons we suggested, you know, so far. And then, you know, it also makes emerging market investments that much more interesting because the dollar weakens, um, you get more bang for your buck when you're repatriating your profits from overseas markets that might rally in the face of a synchronized global recovery, if that were to take place. Mm -hmm. And so then when the dollar starts falling, you start looking at EM, which is pretty beaten up this year. Yes. And again, it's five to 10% of somebody's portfolio typically, but that's where you can pick up a little extra VIG, if you will, being mm -hmm. the Sicilian that I am, I use that expression <laughs> quite freely. Um, but, but that could, you know, that could help juice your, your returns next year. Well, I, Thank you. I know you have other things to do and I appreciate it, man. I wanted to get you on for a quick, your quick updates because you're one of the brightest people that I know. Uh, you you need to, you need to meet some more people. Hey, you're a Yankees fan. You and I are both are upset about what happened. I mean, I remember when I was playing, uh, the Yankees were in the playoffs and I was like, Ooh, this yeah. playoff share is going to be nice. This playoff share, I'm going to get, is going to be nice. And then boom, we're out in round one. And then boom, the following year we're out in round two. And I'm like, Oh, well, at least it's something. But anyways, well, uh, my, my concerns now have shifted to Josh Allen's elbow. So oh, that's well, where I am that's right, right now. You're, you're a Bills fan. I, I forgot about that. Hey, Bills Mafia, man. They're, they're, they're doing very, very well. They look really, really good. Their defense looks great. I mean, yeah, they got they got to plug a few holes here. And uh, yeah, Josh has to stay healthy. Yeah, man. But hey, Ron, thank you for joining the 90s podcast. Thanks, I appreciate yeah. you, my friend. Hey, good luck on your journeys, man. And, and keep grinding like, like you always do. And, and thank you. And again, stay safe. You also. Thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you to Ron and Sana. We appreciate your time. Thank you for joining the 90s podcast. As you know, we're always here to do what? Educate, empower, and engage. And we brought on Ron and Sana for about seven minutes of just some really hard-hitting facts about the overall economy. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. As you know, you can go to our website, www.9inniescapitalgroup.com to schedule an appointment or send us an email at 9innings at 9icapgroup.com. You can go to our YouTube station and type in 9innings Capital Group there or 9innings Podcast and subscribe. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for being loyal subscribers. Stay humble, stay safe, and we'll see you next week.